enjoy perusing through art galleries, appreciating one-of-a-kind paintings and sculptures? Are you entertained and inspired by movies or sporting events? How about the Food Network? Nothing else in the world like a perfect souffle? Well, there is a common thread to all of these, and it's creativity. Today, I'm going to reveal the powerful differences between creativity and competitiveness, and how one leads to happiness, joy, peace, prosperity, while the other one will take everything you've got. Today, creativity versus competition, and knowing the difference will change your life. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Hey friends, welcome back. Stephen Canyon, glad to have you with us. KineticBelief.com is the website. If you would like to comment on today's podcast, KineticBelief at StephenCanyon.com. Great news, my Law of Attraction Guided Journal is back in stock and just in time for the holidays. And this is the book where I personally take you on your new journey and you get to decide where you want to go. I will take you to the place where all is well. A place where your highest viewpoints establish your thought forms. It's a place where your mind, body, and soul are advancing toward perfected completion. And I show you how to manifest a life filled with happiness, joy, wealth, and perfected health. Get the Law of Attraction Kinetic Belief 100-Day Guided Journal, and your life will begin soaring to new heights in every direction. And that's available at kineticbelief.com. Also on the website, if you haven't already, you can download my Purpose Workbook and you'll discover your innermost secrets and begin reimagining your life according to your purpose as you were meant to be. Hello, Miss Megan. Hello, Mr. Steve. How are you today? I'm really good. How it's, are you today? Well, I'm great. It's cold and rainy and it's supposed to be warm and sunny. I like it though. I Do feel, you really? I, you know, not if it's every day, but sometimes the, the cold rain, it, it just feels kind of cozy. It's a good reason to stay inside. Well, you do look new cozy things. in your sweater. I feel cozy. I well, like it. Nice, I like huh? this weather. Mm-hmm. Well, are you ready for today's big showdown? Oh, yeah. In one corner, ding, we've ding, got ding. creativity versus <laughs> competition in the other corner. Yeah. This is going to be fun. I think so. I think so. These are definitely two worlds colliding. That's for sure. Mm, the sparks are going to fly. Let's do it. Right? Hey, you're creative. I am, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are probably one of the most creative people I know. You're oh. a world, let's see, a world-class violinist. You are a yes. singer, world-class singer, world-class painter. You played rugby. Yes. <laughs> and you, I don't know how creative that was. Uh, but you're but. what I would say, very imaginative. Oh, well, you know, I, I would have to agree with that. I'm going to have to agree with you because it is. Creativity makes my world go round. I love creating anything from digital, uh, you know, animated stuff to painting and, and music. And yeah, absolutely. Creativity is, is a huge part of my life. Well, you're so imaginative. And like you were saying on yesterday's podcast, I think you, all those visuals that we we were using mm. to um, to illuminate yes. our topic. You were pretty excited. Oh yeah! About. If I can visualize something, it's with me forever. That's just the way my my mind works. I know not everybody works that way, but for me, visuals, visual representations of a of a theme or a teaching, that's everything for me. Well, I'll the, never forget it. Well, it was the art of building castles, and boy, we had yeah, fun with that. That but. was fun, actually. So today, I, it's uh, create versus. Compete. Yeah. I was going to say, I definitely dreamt of castles last night. Did you really? <laughs> I did, yes. No way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't remember what happened. I just remember I was in one. Um, so that was fun. Definitely uh, determined my dreams. Did you ever build a, a castle out on the beach using a, kind of the drip method? I did, yeah. Oh, those, that's the best kind. Those are so cool. I don't. I, I, didn't, I never had the patience to build a really big one, but I would absolutely do that as a kid. I'd play around with that. It's so much fun. The drip, and that's where you just take it, and you, the sand is still wet, and you have to mix it with water, and you just mm-hmm. kind of let it drip out of your Some hands. Some people will do just huge like. versions of those, which is really fun to watch. Oh, imagine if you could do a life-size, a big castle in the drip style. You probably could. I'm sure there's somebody with that level of patience out there. (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit about it uh, today. Creativity versus competition. Which are you or should you be just one and not the other? Huh? Mm. Well, here it is. Every single person on the planet, all 7.6 billion human beings alive right now. Hey, you're creative geniuses. 
The dynamic quality of singularity is breaming with unctions of design and purpose, and it's on the inside of every single person. That created purpose in every person, it's an absolute, and it is released when you get away from the noise of influencers. Those are the people that are trying to change your mind or to convince you of something other than what you would uh, ordinarily be choosing to do. And they do this long enough just to look within, to discover the qualities that make you different. Who are you? Examine yourself. because And by asking yourself the right questions, a person's always going to get the right answers. Ask the right question. And then just, just be quiet, shut up, and listen for a while. Stop talking, and you'll get the right answer. But then you've got to locate your differences, not your commonalities. And this is where most people mess up. They, you know, you get the all of the different um, uh, magazines with interests, and you think, well, I guess I'm I'm meant to be a fisherman. I'm meant to be a downhill eraser, skier. I'm meant to be, this is my purpose in life. But now look, what makes you different? Not what makes you like everything or anybody else. What makes you like anything that you've seen? No, none of that. It's what makes you different. And then once you recognize what that is, on the source within, begin immediately to build a castle around your original purpose, to garrison the linear attraction of what you are attracting. You do it by casting down those negative imaginations of all those commonalities. And that's how you begin the process of being creative. You know, in my own life, the struggle between creativity and competition has been an interesting one because I think the aggression of competition is sort of enticing in a sense because there's really no vulnerability in that. There's so much vulnerability in creativity. So when you are an artist of any kind, in any capacity, you're always sort of constantly offering up your work to, for, you know, people to, to gawk at or to maybe pass judgment on. So I think it is something that we're, we're sort of pre-wired to shy away from because it does require a sense of putting yourself out there. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because there's vulnerability and creativity when you are creating for competitive reasons. Sure. Oh, when you care that's, what what think. We're, well, that's what we're going to be attacking head on today. Yeah, absolutely. In one corner, we've got creativity, and in the other corner, <laughs> we've got competition. And never the twain should meet. And it's incredibly ironic because the biggest killer of of really good, rich creativity is caring what people think. So, you know, and that's the hardest thing to overcome <laughs> when you're in the throes of creativity. Oh, this so, is going to be let's, so good. let's untangle you're all right. this, can I, we? I'm, I'm, this is, I'm so excited. Look, for most of the world's 7.6 billion creators, locating their original purpose is going to be the first time that they will ever have actually viewed themselves through the lens of what makes them uniquely different. Rather than searching for the common interests that represent someone that they've just admired, somebody they looked around and said, oh, I want to be like them. Look, one of the world's most deceptive beliefs is that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. You've heard that, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Well, the idea that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, listen, that was actually inserted into the world's belief valuation system as an ancient proverb. Imitation as the sincerest form of flattery, it simply means that when a creator imitates someone else because you admire another creator's values, you want what the other creator is creatively advancing in their own life. So what's actually happening is that you are establishing a competitive desire to take what you see that you like. So, oh, this is so important. Please understand that imitation is actually insincere to your original purpose. Imitation makes a mockery of your authenticity. Imitation is rooted in greed, and it's an abuse of your dominion. Every human being was created in the image of the Creator as co-creators, and we all have dominion. All of us have authority in the land of the living. In quantum physics, this just simply means that you have the same substance of imagination. You've got the same power of observation, which activates the Higgs boson or the God particle with an ability to create mass where there had not been any mass before. In other words, you have the creative ability for a bias in order to imagine what you desire. 
and to rearrange the circumstances of your life according to your original purpose. Why do you think it's so tempting when we when we first enter into that creative flow? Uh, why is it so tempting to imitate what we see? Why do you think that is? Because it's always there. You know, I know even for myself, whenever I start a new project, um, it, it's difficult to not just look around and see what everyone else is doing and then sort of ping off of that instead of looking within. Well, the temptation has always been there if you've never taken the time out to on purpose locate your original source for purpose. And that's you have to do this willfully. If you don't do it willfully, then all we know is the natural instinctive uh, survival mentality, which says, you know, Find what you want and take it. Go get what you want. Look around and find it. Be a hunter. Be a gatherer. Go out there and see what you can find. And if you see someone else doing something that you admire, then it's through the the observation of what you appreciate that you go back and you try to imitate. And the thing that's wrong with that is it prevents someone from advancing their mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion. That means advancing your life for your own purpose, your unique creative purposes. So that's where that's where the temptation comes from. And it'll always be there because it's it's all you've got. If all you have is a an apple tree, that's all you're going to eat. You need more fruit to choose from, and this is where you go and locate it. I like that you just said advancing our life too, because that really gives us this sense of, you know what, if you start creatively thinking now by looking within only you know sourcing the creativity from within your unique genius your unique purpose that it's going to keep advancing in that direction so you're really building on something here and it seems like it would be really important to make sure we're, we're pointing in this correct direction away from imitation. And that's, that's exactly right. And it's not to say that we shouldn't be uh, observers of the creative genius of others. No, it's all there for us to appreciate. Mm-hmm. And through the proper kind of observation of the, the creative genius of others, it will inspire. But you take that inspiration once you've located your own original source purpose, and you use that then to fashion and create the thing that you are. And it is inspiration. We are to unconditionally love the creative genius of each other, the differences among all of us. And so rather than trying to recreate what you've seen, you're going to originally create that thing that makes you different on the inside of you. I really like that you just made that distinction between uh, um, imitation and inspiration. Because you're right, when you walk through, let's just say you walk through uh, the Smithsonian, uh, the the National Gallery in, in D.C., when you come out of there, you're intensely, artistically inspired. But it doesn't mean you're going to go, you know, become Michelangelo or something. So that's a really important distinction that allow yourself to be inspired, but don't imitate. And there is a difference because so many people that become inspired that way, the first thing they do is they go and buy a canvas and they'll get some paints and they decide they want to be like Michelangelo or or they want to be like one of the, the painters that just inspired them. Or if it's a sporting event, I want to be like Mike, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it is. And that's where we, that's where people begin to, to yeah. miss it. Yeah. It's the a creative imagination that it has advanced humanity since the beginning and the dawn of, of uh, the imaginative human being. We're supposed to advance ourselves being original and to our own imagination. Look, imagination is what moved humans from caves to houses. <laughs> imagination domesticated fire, created music, it created writing. Imagination developed vaccines and created photography. It mastered flight. It created the Internet, um, developed the theory of relativity and quantum mechanics. It created nuclear weapons. Imagination traveled to the moon, the most powerful and creative thing in the universe. Imagination won an argument with his wife. (laughs) That's an old wife's tale. (laughs) Is it? An old husband's tale. We need to keep imagining that one then don't we (laughs) we will get there no just kidding it's my original source (laughs) energy to win this argument oh but you have the ability to hold a desire as a bias for attracting what you desire to manifest you know i like that you're talking about advancing yourself looking within bringing us back to that center point of of our creative genius that's only unique to us because Something that you've been focusing on in a lot of recent episodes is a valuation issue. The valuation of self is a huge issue because when you're not putting the appropriate value on your own creativity, on your own genius, then you can't, you know, sort of go head first with so much ambition and drive and aggression into that creativity. I mean, 
the valuation issue seems like that's the reason that we're imitating. That's correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. Look, you, you, you have, all of us, we have authority and dominion. It's the way we're created. We're created in the image of a creator that had bias before the Big Bang that slung everything that there is into existence with a blueprint, an imagination for design. And we are created in that same image with authority and dominion. Now, both of those, authority and dominion, look, they are both universal dominators. Authority and dominion are universal dominators, and they represent the stuff that, that we're made of. You see, you have an original purpose. And that's the essence of what makes you, you, dynamically different, not like anybody else in the world. Now, you have common interests with others, and that's a beautiful thing. But what's even more beautiful than the common interests are the diverse things that make each person uniquely different. You were created within the expanding universe as co-creators with the authority and dominion to evolve your advancing life in agreement with the original source of your design. When you agree with who you were meant to be and agree with what you're supposed to be creating according to your unique qualities, in accordance with your creative aptitudes, in agreement with the biases of your soul through the power of your kinetic belief, that is when you, that's when you are uh, your spiritual being who's having a natural experience begins to attract your advancing, perfected life. Wow, that's a, a crazy process that you just laid out for us. That's, that's an amazing thing to sort of, um, you know, on that quantum level, think through it. Um, I want to go back. You started by talk. I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. So you started out by talking about how authority and dominion are universal dominators. Is that correct? Yes. Um, that's a new term for me, universal dominators. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, that just simply means that as a creator with the ability to hold a bias in a thought form, that means a desire, something that you're desiring. It can be something good. It needs to be something good because you also, with authority and dominion, have the ability to have a bias for something bad and have that negative thing come against you. So what you want to do is on purpose, locate your original source purpose for being here because it's going to be uh, have the quality of advancing your life. And then you have the authority. And this is a, an authority to hold that thought form and create in the universe the thing that you're imagining to see. That's authority. We have dominion. That means control over our environment based on the things that we're desiring, the things that we're creating and, and attracting into our lives. And so those are the universal, uh, the, the, the things that make everything work for the Creator here in the land of the living. Understanding that puts you back in control of your life rather than being a victim to circumstances. Now you can hold those thought forms according to your original purpose and begin living your, the life you were meant to live. What would you say to the person that's listening and, and they're thinking, you know, I'm just not that creative. I'm really just not good at thinking outside of the box. So I don't, I don't even know where to begin. I'm just, and I actually had a conversation with someone recently and it was amazing how often in that conversation they were, they were planning, um, an event and over and over and over again, they just kept saying, you know, I think this is a good idea, but I'm just not that creative. I'm just not that creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? As long as they keep saying I'm not that creative, they're not that creative because they are, again, mastering the universe around them by the words and things that they're saying and believing to say. Wow. And a person that says I'm not that creative absolutely is correct. They can turn around and say, well, I am that creative, and they are also going to be correct to that statement. Well, I love that, though, that, okay, we're talking about needing creativity to overcome competition, to, to succeed in life. And, and if you feel like you don't have that natural source of creativity in you, you know, that's a great point, Steve, that you need to go back and just start from the beginning and, and work on that creative identity. Look within and say, I am creative and believe it's going to show up. That sounds right. right? Well, that's correct. <laughs> but, and you know, here's where that is actually the root of all of that comes from the competitive sense of, of being. This is a person that looks around and they see the creativity of others. And then through comparison, they say, I'm not that. Mm. I am not. And you're not supposed to be that. 
But now if you receive that you're not that and you wow. label yourself as not being that, then that's what you are not. And that's a negative. Wow. All of a sudden you are manifesting a, the, the negative source of your opinion and idea. The thing that you were um, uh, imagining to see has become you. And you've devalued your own creativity by attaching yourself to the competitiveness of what you're observing to see. You know, as as we're describing this process, as, as you're teaching us, walking us through this, um, have you ever seen one of those movies that starts out in black and white and then as the movie goes on, it, it eventually fades into color? Oh, I thought it was because I just whacked my TV on the side. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they make those. They actually make movies like that. <laughs> oh, you're ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You've seen that though, right? Yes, I, okay. yes, I have. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't so, need to hit the television. Okay, you're your phone, right. the yeah, right. computer. At this point, <laughs> this is not right. 1970. Oh. Um, but those movies where they start in black and white, and they sort of eventually, as the movie goes on, fades into color. That's what this makes me think of. It's like when you start this process, you're boring and black and white, and there's just, it's so one dimensional. And then as you grow and as you flourish and as you pursue this creativity, that ushers in color and vibrancy. And, and you really are becoming this almost like a new, I don't want to say species, but just this higher um, being that, that we're, that we're working on that we're becoming that's a great way to look at it because if you don't do that you just know one gear you'll never change and just keep just doing the same mm, thing and you want and that's when i was a young boy i really wanted a dog i didn't care what kind of dog i just wanted one to play <laughs> with and, and one that would just follow me around and so one day my dad he called the house to tell me that he was bringing a dog home for me oh my, word. Oh my gosh i was so excited I, I waited outside all afternoon for him and and um, I even thought of a name for my dog before I ever met him, just so I could greet him. I wanted to call him by a name that I made up. And oh so goodness. I thought, okay, Dobie. <laughs> Dobie's my dog's name. And I, I could just see my, uh, my new dog um, named That's Dobie. Great. Well, uh, I remember my dad, he drove into the driveway. I can't imagine how excited you were because I know how excited oh you get now as an adult. So I can't imagine the kid version of I th- you. I think I wore <laughs> a new just, path out in the front yard waiting say, for my dad to come home with dog. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he drove up and I could I could see Dobie in the back seat. And he was just up there at the, at the window. And and uh, he, <laughs> he was a full-grown greyhound. <laughs> And uh, I'm not kidding. My, my dad, he drove up in the drive and he How opened, boring. got out, and he opened up the back door and I said, hello, Dobie. And Dobie jumped out of the car as fast as a greyhound can run. And he took off <laughs> at 45 miles an hour. Dobie ran. <laughs> I saw him one more time a couple days later. He was off in the distance. There's my new doggy, Dobie. <laughs> And heading off into the distance, he was run 45 miles an hour going in the opposite direction. I never saw him again. I mean, it's, at this point, it's like, you know, you just see his shadow yeah. cresting a hill. The legend. <laughs> Absolutely. The legend of oh, Dobie. Not, true story. Oh my gosh. I, well, I wanted to create a new friendship. Here I was. I wanted this, this new friendship with an animal that was bred to compete. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't going to happen. That's a good point. When you agree with your creative genius to compete with your original purpose desire to become the best version of your original self, you move away from the competitive nature of the world's economic and social systems to begin competing with your unique gifts to advance toward living your best life rather than like Dobie running 45 miles an hour from oh your, the life you should be living. I just love the visual of, of, of you going, hey, Dobie, and then he takes off and he's gone forever. That's My Doby doggy, Thanks, doggy Doby. Thanks for this cuddly, warm, loving dog, Dad. Oh, guys. Oh, hey, he tried. Know, he tried, uh, didn't he? Yes, he did. Well, you know, but my po- the point of all of this, oh and I have gosh. a point, is that a life of optimistic happiness, peace, prosperity, perfected health while advancing your mind, body, and soul, it is possible. Okay, look, here's a twist to all of this. There is a proper place for competition, and it's actually within creativity. Competitive creativity is actually the substance of things hoped for, attracting creative mass to advance the form of your imaginations. Advancing the form of your original source imagination. Now, that's where your adventure for life is actually going to begin, right here. This is where your optimistic happiness begins to agree with the uh, singularity of competition with your soul. 
The original source, the pre-Big Bang bias for competitive creation in quantum physics results in a universe that is still expanding toward perfected completion. Now, we know from quantum mechanics that the universe is expanding and it's uh, increasing at a faster and faster rate. But however, in the, the what's called the denser regions of the universe, the expansion of the universe is actually slowed by a higher gravitational attraction. But now to the observer, the inward collapse of those denser regions, they look the same as an accelerating expansion of, of the bubbles that we've observed. But now all of that, what that means is that the universe is just simply, it's undergoing an accelerated expansion. And that's something that physicists have all been able to agree upon. But here's the thing, and, and, and this is what I do, and we make the comparisons and we can actually overlay how the universe works to understand how we work. Your personal universe is exactly the same way. More is required for perfecting your original purpose. What that means is that your original source bias, that's the way that you were created, your bias for advancing your mind, body, and soul throughout this, this uh, time in the natural and beyond, what it requires is that you compete with every potential negative influencer that will ever show up in your life to unbecome the negative energy. In other words, you create rather than compete in order to advance your prosperous, healthy, satisfying, best life. Okay, so I want to make sure that I'm understanding this accurately. So... Really, that that aggression of competition, it should be turned toward um, unbecoming or guarding against anything negative that's trying to come in and alter your identity from that original source or get you off track. Um, I, I think I understand. And, and what now I want to understand better. What role were you saying that the expansion of the universe is playing in in the competitive process. Understand that a successful life is defined by advancing the mm. soul, the mind, and the body. What does that mean? Advancing it toward perfected completion. That means in the state that you're in right now, it's not perfect. Okay, there's still things that you're unbecoming to go back to the original source, which is perfect. The idea, the bias for you that created you was done with a perfect blueprint. But then what happens along the way is negative influencers begin to uh, uh, unbecome what was originally meant to be perfect. In other words, the blueprint becomes skewed because of these other things that you've imagined to believe to be true and that you've observed. So the purpose of competition within the realm of positive versus negative for advancing your life is you choose. There's only going to be one winner. You can't be both. There's no neutral. You can't opt out of this competition. So the competition is you're going to decide who the winner is. Hmm. And the competition is, it's, it is, if, if you know the, if you know the, um, uh, what your desire is, and you base your desires upon the the idea that you have imagined to see from your original source perfected purpose for being. In other words, you need to, if you come in contact with that and you, you create that blueprint and you hold it to form and you create the highest viewpoint for your purpose for being here so that you use that then for making the choices as they come, so that you can decide, here's a, a negative thing, here's a positive thing. I'm in agreement with what I see here because it agrees with my original purpose. Then I choose that, and that becomes a conviction in my life. And since it's a conviction, I choose that to be an article of faith. Nothing is going to get me off of what I'm standing on and believing to see come to pass in my life. And this is the competitive nature of creativity. I'm competing by making these choices, one versus uh, the positive versus the negative. And by making the correct choices, I'm advancing my life to become prosperous, healthy, mind, body, and soul. My relationships becoming absolutely in alignment with what I believe to be true for me in a life of peace and joy and happiness and prosperity, all those things. And a lot of times people will even say, you know, okay, well, my competition, it's just with myself, but you're not even saying that, right? I mean, that this is something that's even beyond competing with self. This is really competing with 
negative source energy. It sounds that's like. right. Somebody that says I'm compete. I have my you know my competition is with myself, but that is a somebody that is so tangled up in themselves that they, they they've made a mess of themselves, and they don't they're not unbecoming anything, and they're just they're wrestling. You're not going to re- win an arm wrestling competition with yourself, not unless you favor your left arm or your right arm. But either way, some, you're going to lose and you're going to win, right. and you're it's double mindedness. That's another way of saying that. You know, I'm just competing with myself. I like that you referred to this arena that we're talking about as your own personal universe, which, um, you know, we were talking about visuals earlier, and I love the visual of it being your own personal universe, and it's constantly expanding, and it's expanding according to the bias that you are putting on it. Um, This is a really interesting concept, because I like, too, that we're not just throwing competition out the window, but we are sort of uh, reassessing it, renaming it, recategorizing it, and putting it in its proper place so that creativity still reigns supreme, but it has a place. I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, in quantum physics, we we now understand the phenomenon of creation and how any desire that you refuse to let go of, that is original to your purpose and it will advance your life. In quantum mechanics, for every 10 billion antiparticles, there were 10 billion particles plus one. That extra particle is known as the God particle. This imbalance meant that matter had the last word, resulting in the biased and perfect design for all things. What then followed was the creation of the elements and the stars, the solar systems, planet Earth, every person on it, including you. There is, there is one thought form, one substance from which all things were made. Isn't that amazing? And the substance from which all things are made, it permeates the inner spaces of the universe. So when you hold a desire, when you hold a thought form in this substance, you will attract the thing that you are imagining and holding in that thought form. So what this means is that what you believe to be your destiny in particle physics is best understood as quantum entanglement. Believe in your purpose and quantum entanglement will do the rest. Um, you're, you're talking about holding your, that thought form and, and keeping it and... Well, first of all, I'm going to need some some more information about oh, quantum entanglement. You, Megan, what are you doing? <laughs> well, <laughs> give please. me some more. Give me more information, please. Oh, well, just about the thing that you just said. So I was with you, and then you said quantum entanglement, and in my mind uh, goes, Kurt, so skirt, what? <laughs> all right, okay. What do you want to know? Okay, so how does quantum entanglement um, work with holding that thought form? Because I'm not sure I even understand quantum entanglement, honestly. Okay, quantum entanglement, what that means is, is for every particle, there is an antiparticle. For every kind, there is a like kind. In quantum physics, there is an attraction. And regardless of what it is for, then uh, the, the God particle will create mass to form based on a bias or an idea. So what you believe, for example, to be your destiny, what you believe to be when you come in contact with your original source purpose, and you hold that as a thought form in particle physics, what we understand is that the quantum entanglement is the actually thing that is making the law of attraction work. Your part of quantum entanglement is to hold that thought form, to hold that belief, and to see that this is the way your life, you imagine your life as it is now. And in other words, your desire, you're seeing it as come to pass already in present tense. Your belief that you are living the life you imagine to see, your best life that you imagine to see in present tense creates a vacuum or a bubble in quantum physics. And what what we know is that the substance of a desire, the thing that you're imagining to see in present tense, there's a quantum entanglement that begins the law of attraction to work to bring that thing into your life. It has to. To, or to recreate your circumstances, to uh, enlarge your territory, to advance you in your, your body. If you're, if you're doing this for sickness, it will heal your body. If you're doing this for finances, it will increase and attract wealth into your life. That's quantum entanglement. That's just a, a bigger, fancier word for law of attraction. Okay, so this is making a lot more sense. And I'm wondering, I'm finding myself curious as to whether... Uh, 
with creativity specifically, a lot of many times you don't have that final image to hold in your mind because a lot of times with creativity, you're just wanting to have the idea to activate that creative, that unique creative genius that's unique to you. So I'm wondering if, you know, if you don't have that final thought form, that final destination, you're just wanting to activate the creativity. I mean, how does that fit in with that? How do you hold a thought form for something that, that you don't even, you're not really even aware of, of that final destination yet? Well, that's a great question because the first thing you've got to do is you've got to believe in your purpose. And in other words, you have to, to believe actually means to adhere to. So you have to adhere to your purpose. To believe, actually, it also means to rely on your purpose. Well, how are you going to rely on something that hasn't shown up yet? That's where kinetic belief comes in. The kinetic belief says that I am putting an action or an activity toward the thing that I imagine to already see. That is journaling those thought forms. And you start with one idea, just one one simple idea that you can put a pencil to, and you journal that. And then there's going to be an elongated application of your thoughts as the days come and go, your inner creative genius is going to begin expanding your blueprint for that idea, expanding your belief, expanding expanding your desire. And as you continue to create activities for your kinetic belief to move toward the thing you are imagining to see, quantum entanglement does the rest. It, it attracts the substance of your heart's desire. It begins, the phone. The, your phone will ring and it'll be somebody you've never met before saying, hey, I was just, uh, I heard about you and I want to make you an offer. And it happens to be the thing you've been kinetically believing to work toward. That's arranging and rearranging circumstances. That's how this works. That's what moved man out of the cave. That's what uh, uh, gave, gave him control over fire and flight and all those other things. That's how this works. It's through the imagination that you are creating the thought form for. And it becomes a conviction, something you're not willing to give up for anybody. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. They're all unique creators in of themselves. Don't ask anybody what you should be doing. That, that's, that's something you ask yourself. But that's how this works. So I'm, I'm also wondering how, because this is obviously everything that you're walking us through here. It's an incredibly powerful process. And once you get a hold of it, it seems like there's no stopping you. You're just, you're on your way and you've become really this new creature almost. But I'm wondering, let's go back to the beginning for a moment. Many of us, if we're in the world in any capacity, we have terrible competitive habits if you're in the workplace um if you're even if you're an artist a creator i mean competition is our society is absolutely saturated with it in every possible way you know you're you can't help but compare the outfit that you have on to the person that just walked by you i mean it's in us it's such a big part of us so how do we uh break ourselves of this habit day one what's the really just that very first step so that we can have this amazing transformation take place. Okay, well, the fact of most lives are now is that we are working in the workplace alongside other creators. You compete with yourself, not with others. In other words, you look for differences in others and celebrate those differences. Don't try to be an imitator anymore. And that's where we get so tangled up in ourselves as we we dress our best and we go to work and we see somebody else that's dressing their best, but we like what they've done better than ourselves. And so we become bitter. We become jealous and all these, because we're comparing, comparing ourselves. We're still imitators of each other's creativities. The creative genius within you It longs for the competition with self. In other words, you want to be the best version of you. And and it should be different from anyone else, not like anyone. And so you be the best version of putting together the outfit based on what your selections are from your closet and your, 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 your dresser. And then you head out the door and you go to work and... You celebrate yourself for being the best version of yourself, and you celebrate everyone else for their differences. You celebrate yourself as a tire changer, and you challenge yourself competitively to be the best tire changer you can possibly be. And you celebrate those that you're working with for being the best that they can be. And it's not a competition ever. It should never be a competition with anyone else. Only compete with yourself to be the best version of yourself. And at the end of every single day, You'll always be optimistically happy and joyous because you did the very best you could do. And it's that person that's always going to be promoted. It's that person that's always going to have their needs met. That's always going to be prosperous 
And the there will be absent of bitterness and and friction and those things that will cause you to to the body to be sick. There's disease where there is competition, which always leads to sickness. What do you think the best way to maintain all of that is um, to stay the course? Because many times I find myself I get a hold of these truths that you're teaching, and then and it's going so well, and then I find myself it's almost like you just forget. <laughs> for lack of a better word, because the habit hasn't taken root yet. You know, you haven't really replaced all those bad habits yet. So how do we, how do we stay on the right course and remain in that creative flow and, and constantly focus on that unique creative genius within us and not fall in back into competition? Yeah, sure. Well, you, first of all, you've got to go back to the beginning to locate your original purpose for even being here. And that can't be something that you valued by looking around and comparing yourself with others or valued by saying, well, I'm doing what I was told I should be doing. No, it it goes back to the original source. Determine what that original source purpose is, first of all, and then you journal your life from there to attract your best life. Look, you know, creativity is nothing more than intelligence having fun. (laughs) That's all it is. In other words, being creative, you know, we've been talking about art and music and all that. Being creative doesn't necessarily mean you are artistic or musical. Being creative simply means that your mind is designed in a way that enables you to make decisions, imagine new ideas, and have insightful, creative moments. In other words, being creative is you having fun with your intelligence. Delight in being you, and your unique creativity will do the rest. I love that because, man, that's such a great point that what this process, what focusing on and and activating that personal creativity is going to do is also get rid of sort of that hierarchy that we look around and we create in our minds. And you're saying, well, they do this and they have this much money and they're succeeding in this way and they're intelligent in this way. So they're, you know, this is their score, but I'm way down here with my score. You know, we always, I just love that we're going to be activating things that are purely unique to us. And, you know, the rarity of a thing is what gives it value. And so the thing that exists only in you is priceless. It really is. And this is pointing to that, using it to succeed in life. It's just a really beautiful process that we're going through here. That's right. And at the same time, don't get me wrong, because there is always an inner voice that is going to be, it's, you can count on it to show up in, in, with condemnation. So if you think that you want to paint and you have a love for paint and you love going to the galleries and you admire the, the great works and arts of others, and if you hear and you want to paint and then you decide, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And if you hear a voice within you say, you cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced. Mm. And that's something Van Gogh himself said. Well, you know, I was going to ask if you think, thought maybe Picasso or Van Gogh, that Van they Gogh. ever um, had the had that little voice going, yeah. that, that looks stupid. <laughs> if you hear a voice within you say, you cannot play music, then by all means play music and that voice will be silenced. Wow. You really, isn't that it? You have to rise above that doubt, that inner voice or the voice from across the hallway, whatever. (laughs) Look within your soul. That's right. And once you determine the mission within your steps, don't let anybody Mm. turn you away. And you keep taking us back to that purpose, finding that original purpose, which gives me the sense that when you determine your life's purpose, that that's going to be that an anchor point for you. So when you are creating and when you are accessing that creative part of you that it's always going to be going back to that anchor point of purpose and it all works together and it's almost like a check and balance system so that you always can you know take a pulse on everything know that you're on the right track you know that you're succeeding and doing this right and you know this is not just so that you can enjoy uh, yourself or have something eh, maybe this is a new hobby for me I'll try to locate some original what did he say that purpose and uh, <laughs> I think I'll maybe take up a new hobby listen there is nothing more vitally important to you listen there's nothing more important to you than what I'm talking about right now This is not a hobby. This is not something that's just for some people to try out. This is not some spooky Scooby-Doo thing that's just full of magic and potions. No, this is real. This is the real stuff. 
This is, this is more important than life itself because most people who live a life never get around to this. And it's sad and it's disastrous for somebody to come into this world and for it to be flittered away because they believe the lies and, and all of those false notions that you don't matter. Or just, you better stay in line. Speak when you're spoken to. Don't say anything unless I ask you. Do what I tell you to do. All those things. All that comes from people who are using their dominion as a bully to control you and to keep you from living the life you're supposed to live. There is a competition. There is an unfair. There is a wicked competition worldwide. And the purpose of it is is to steal your identity, to keep you from knowing who you are and why you're here and what you're supposed to be accomplishing while you're in this world, while you're in this life. So you do this for you. You are priceless. So you unveil that work of art. And you do it unconditionally loving yourself and become the most powerful, successful version of your original purpose that you can possibly become. You do whatever it takes. Either do it from what I'm teaching you or go find another teacher. But you find out how you can do this for yourself. Become the best version of yourself so that you can unconditionally love those that you love around you. Be a source of inspiration to others. Show them what it means to be able to live a life, a full life, a long life, one that's free from medication and free from pills, free from anxiety and anger and hurt, where you're no longer susceptible to bullies and you're not a bully yourself, where you are championing other people and edifying and encouraging everybody you meet to be the best version of their authentic, different self. That's how important this is. Wow. There's so much wisdom in what you just said. And, you know, it gave me the sense that competition is because you just listed off so many amazing, powerful roles that that creativity plays in our lives and in who we are. It gave me the sense that competition is incredibly isolating and that it's even the culprit of something you've been speaking to many times recently, which is loneliness and feeling alone and feeling as though you're not seen and you're not heard and creativity maybe do you think creativity is the cure for that because it seems like it could be proper creativity is the cure for all of that done from a place of original source purpose and an unconditional love here look what does this creative competition even look like that we're talking about how do you recognize it How do you know what it looks like so you can stay away from it, so you can make decisions that will turn you away from the thing that's going to steal your life? You are competing with negative influencers in this world, and you're doing it by constructing a garrison of protection around you. You're building up a castle to protect your original source purpose so that you can cast down every opposing suggestion that will contradict your original purpose. You get to choose what you will observe that agrees with your original purpose and you get to refuse to meditate on and desire or compete to take anything that contradicts your original purpose. You make these choices. The competition of purposes is always going to take what you've gained and it'll add sorrow to it. Through competition, whatever it is you gain today, I will tell you this, that you will lose it tomorrow. Wow. So much truth in that. And and you really, that's that's a great point. You know, that the means by which you're, you're manifesting something matters. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to determine the way that you approach what you've manifested and how you receive it. And is it, a, you know, blessing you? And is it feeling good? And is it a huge part of your peace? Um We've talked so much today about purpose, and I want to get a better understanding of when you when you talk about purpose, when you are directing us to find our purpose, is that an overall imagination of what your life looks like, or is that a singular event? Uh, and by that, I just mean, you know, when people think of, pers- of purpose, a lot of times that's, that's sort of shoved into the category of occupational or a hobby or an activity or a relationship or, you know, I don't, I, I want to get a better understanding of when we're pursuing um, a deeper understanding of what our purposes are. What are we looking for? What are we determining? 
Yeah, I've got a purpose workbook on, a, on our website that'll help you to locate that the singularity of your purpose. Everybody has a, what I call a singularity of purpose. That means it, it will never change. But once you come in contact and you become intimately familiar with your singularity of purpose, then the fun begins because you begin expanding outward that singularity. And it, it's always changing to, um, to include more and to include the advancement of life. It's expanding your territory. It's increasing your wealth and prosperity, increasing your health and your relationships. It's always adding more life. There's adventure in that, and there's prosperity in that. But your singularity of purpose never changes. Wow. Okay. That, that gives such a, a, a deeper sense of understanding because, you know, it's funny how many times when we're having these conversations and we're learning and, and you're teaching, there are so many words where I have to sort of, in my mind, scratch out the old definition that I have, write in a new definition. Okay, I, I didn't know I was going to have to go back to the beginning of my vocabulary, but... You're advancing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me just start from scratch here. Um, okay, wow. You know, today we've been talking about creativity versus competition, and I don't know of a more powerful comparison that we've ever walked through before, because this is this is a fundamental change in our lives is this is the way we approach people occupation relationship um it's just so powerful this is so important look it doesn't regardless of where you are in the world you may have been caught up in some thought process and belief system that has told you that hey just live any old life you want to live and just uh, enjoy the beaches, just enjoy, you know, being you and having conversation and drinking coffee. And, and we're going to take care of you, so says the government. We're going to give you just enough to get by. Don't you worry about anything. And then all of a sudden you realize that, hey, I don't have enough. I need more. And so you start looking around. Where can I get more? Where can I take more? Wait, you don't need all of that, do you? Because I'd like to have half of it. If you're caught up in that mentality and way of thinking, you need to just stop right now. Just say, okay, enough's enough. I need to look within. And I need to start creating to receive. Just become creative in your original purpose, and then you will begin advancing again. You'll begin advancing beyond the limitations other people have put on you, that governments have put on you, that people and family have put on you on you. All those limitations are constraints. They're restraints, and they will keep you from becoming and living your best life, the best version of yourself. Life is too short. Life is too precious. So just throw those chains that are binding you up to the side and say, no more. Cast down all of that, all the negativity, all of that noise, all of the negative source information that's trying to redefine you and tell you that you're something that you know that you're not. That's why there's so much discourse is because you know better. You've looked within and you've heard something and you felt something different than what everybody's telling you. So what does your life look like when you're advancing your mind, body, and soul? You are creating by imagining from your highest viewpoint, from a, a holistic bird's eye view, your thought forms that agree with your original aspirations. What are those? Those are your loves. Those are your aptitudes. Those are your heart's desires. Those are the things that you do see in other people that inspire you to be you. Those are your passions and those are your longings. And when you live in harmony and agreement with your differences, that, that's when you find peace and that's when you begin to have happiness that's optimistic. It never goes away. It's not based on buying or somebody giving you something new. That kind of happiness never leaves. And you're joyous in that place. You begin advancing your mind and your body and your soul toward perfected completion the very moment that, you know what, you make the purposeful decision that you are never again going to compete with negative source influencers. Well, how do you do this? You do it by casting down every negative imagination as soon as it shows up. Don't consider it. Don't give it a place of harbor. These are suggestions and thoughts that are not in agreement with your original purpose. Whatever negative thing you imagine to consider and hold in thought form, that is the thing that's going to come against your original purpose. Whatever positive thing that you can imagine to consider and hold in thought form that agrees with your original purpose, that's what's going to be attracted into your territory in order to advance you and prosper you and perfect your health and bring peace and happiness and joy. Journal your thought forms that agree with your creative passions and then 
and then act toward what you imagine to see. Fill every day with actions of passion. Those actions, when you promote them to the benefit of other creators, I am telling you they will continue to attract the substance of your best life as long as you stay centered in your kinetic belief. Man, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> that was so powerful. You know, what's, so, what's most exciting to me about you walking us through these, these really their processes, right? So if, when you go through this process and you, and you get this depth of understanding, the person, the being, the illuminated, universal, powerful creature that you're going to be on the other side of this is such, you're really just this powerhouse of love, unconditional love and creativity and originality and unique qualities. And then all of a sudden your self value is going to go through the roof because so many people that I talk to, that is their issue that they just don't see themselves as, as valuable. They had, you know, they value themselves, but it's, it's, it, there's been some inflation <laughs> over the years. Their value has gone down. And so when you work through this and you, when you focus on those creative, unique, genius qualities within you, I just love what, you know, organically, naturally is happening inside of you, in your mind, in your life, in your body. It's Everything so changes. Cool. You're right. And people can see it in you. And all of a sudden the delight just overtakes you. Yes. It begins to change everything. Everything about you, all of a sudden you find voice where you didn't have voice. Mm. And your opinions are opinions that delight others and are edifying and encouraging and full of love and inspiration to other people. You start carrying yourself different. You start feeling better. And the birds, all of a sudden you hear birds you never heard before. <laughs> and there's another sunset. You never really noticed those colors like they were before. And you seem taller now and your shoulders are back. You got your appetite again, but oh my goodness, it's only for good food, whole foods that are good for me. Everything starts to change. And I like that you've talked quite a bit today about how this is going to change your natural approach to other people as well. You're going to be, when you naturally love yourself and appreciate who you are and your unique qualities, that spills over into a natural appreciation for the unique qualities of others. And then that just spreads and that goes and that, I mean, that's almost a movement <laughs> happening when, when that's, when that chain reaction starts happening. Yeah. You start looking for the differences in everybody because you've learned to unconditionally love yours. Yeah, now you start so cool. looking for that in everyone else. And you know what? You're going to find it. And rather than be threatened by it, mm. you're going to celebrate it and you're going to love just who yeah. would want to go into a gallery, an art gallery to look at, 200 paintings that were just alike. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. Life in this universe is diverse. And it's the diversity of all that is a gift to all. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful, isn't and then, it? Yeah. And you're going <laughs> to so cha good. change what you're talking about and you'll change your life. Change what you believe and everything changes. Yes. You're living a life right now based on the things you've been saying and the things you've been believing. Mm -hmm. well, let's say something different right now. Let's affirm some of these differences that we've been talking about today. Just say this out yeah, loud. Let's do it. Say, the delight of my creativity. The delight of my creativity. Flows into all of my endeavors. Flows into all of my endeavors. The joy of my creativity. The joy of my creativity. Is my inspiration. Is my inspiration. It's mine too. It's mine too. <laughs> Inspiration original to me. Inspiration original to me. My imagination is abundant. My imagination is abundant. With optimistic creativity. With optimistic creativity. The positive forces in my life. The positive forces in my life. Inspires me to create. Inspires me to create. I'm aware of my abundant supply of genius. I'm aware of my abundant supply of genius. I am inspired by the beauty in my life. I'm inspired by the beauty in my life. All that makes me different. All that makes me different. I enjoy my unique creativity. I enjoy my unique creativity. I awaken with original thoughts to me. I awaken with original thoughts to me. Ideas are original to me every day. Ideas that are original to me every day. My advancing mind, body, and soul. My advancing mind, body, and soul. They agree with my creativity. They agree with my creativity. I imagine creativity. I imagine creativity. With all of my thoughts. With all of my thoughts. I'm a gift to the world. I am a gift to the world. Through my creative passions. Through my creative passions. Because I no longer compete. Because I no longer compete. I simply. I simply. Quietly. Quietly. Respectfully. Respectfully. To me. To me. Create. Create. Mm. 
What a rich episode. So full, Steve. This was fantastic. And I like this next level calibration, really, of how we're approaching our, ourselves, our life, our passions, other people. It's just beautiful. And, you know, you do get a sense that there is a community of kinetic believers and that it's just going to keep growing and spreading and it touches one person and that touches 10 people. And it's just going to be this compounding growth of, of positivity. And I just think that's more exciting than anything we can imagine. Nothing more beautiful. I don't think than uh, that community of kinetic believers that we're always in contact with through our mastering the universe workshop classes. I mean, these are people that are celebrating each other's diverse differences Mm -hmm. that have come to, to unconditionally not only love themselves, but love each other. Talk yeah. about a community. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's, it's, you feel the warm embrace of it all. You absolutely do. That, that common thread of kinetic belief binds everyone together in their own unique purpose. And what a cool way to, like you were saying, just to come together. Um, and that community is, I love it because it's at the workshops, but it's also online. Everybody's participating. Everybody's listening. It's just this really cool, um, uh, I don't know. There's, it's like the swirling tornado of <laughs> love. of love, yeah, and That's positivity, right. and everybody doing their living their best life. It's awesome. Well, you can find out where some of these mastering the universe workshop classes are at uh, kineticbleep.com. That's the website. Or hey, if you've got a comment on today's podcast, you can shoot us an email at kineticbleep at stephencanyon.com. As long as it's a nice one, yeah. Well, it goes to Megan if it's not. So either way, it just, it's it's fine. Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, man. Well, thanks so much for today, Steve. This was incredibly powerful. And uh, just a reminder to everyone to follow Stephen on Instagram. That's at Stephen Canyon. And check out the brand new Purpose, Find Your Purpose workbook. It is 13 pages. It's incredibly powerful. Life-changing. Um I did it just the other day and, you know, I thought that I had my purpose figured out, but it illuminated all of these new things. It was so cool. It's a, it's a really, it really is a cool workbook. It's amazing. So much fun. Hey, we got to get out of here. We got a meeting to go to, so we're on our way. (laughs) You're already dressed for it. I am. I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. Let's head out the door. I got some stuff to do. You better hurry up. All right. See See you back tomorrow. See you then. Thanks. Bye.